0: He has got always something that he wants to impress on our hearts and our lives because he wants us to grow, he wants us to change, he wants us to transform. Today I want to talk about a subject I call being cleansed and purified. Being cleansed and purified. As you can see from the word being, there's a process going on. I think this is a process that is very important even so uh, a lot of things have been happening already through the work of Jesus Christ at the cross of Calvary but uh, that needs to be applied to our lives and that's what I really want to take time to speak about so let us go into the scriptures and I want to read the first scripture from the book of Matthew chapter 5 and verse 8 Matthew chapter 5 verse 8 It says, blessed are the pure in heart, for they will see God. Blessed are the pure in heart, for they will see God. This is one of the wonderful Beatitudes, or what we call the Sermon on the Mount, that Jesus gave as a foundational teaching to the people of Israel when he came, when he started his ministry. And that's why it is so important for us to take note of this word, and we want to refer back to it every now and then. First John chapter 1 verse 7 tells us, but if we walk in the light, as he is in the light, we have fellowship with one another, and the blood of Jesus, his son, purifies us from all sin." but a wonderful powerful word if we walk in the light as he is in the light we have fellowship with one another <clears throat> and the blood of Jesus his son purifies us from all sin and hebrews chapter 9 verse 14 <clears throat> the bible reads here how much more then will the blood of christ who through the eternal spirit offered himself unblemished to god cleanse our consciences from acts that lead to death so that we may serve the living God. Hebrews is talking about the Old Testament sacrifices that were brought to the temple on a very regular base. And then he leads over to finally talking about the ultimate sacrifice. That is Jesus Christ, our Lord and Savior, who has given himself as a sacrifice. He shed his own blood at the cross and he offered himself unblemished to God. He cleanses our consciousness from acts that lead to death. And then finally Psalm 51 verse 10 this is a prayer that uh, David prayed. Now, David was called a man after God's heart. But even if we walk with the Lord, we can still fall. And uh, David is a prime example of that. He had a time when he was doing his own thing. He didn't really listen to the conscience that God spoke through, he didn't listen to anybody. He did his own thing. And he fell. But when he came to realize his sin, he turned to the living God in prayer and he prayed, create in me a pure heart, O God, and renew a steadfast spirit within me. Do not cast me away from your presence or take your Holy Spirit from me. Restore to me the joy of your salvation and grant me a willing spirit to sustain me. Let us pray. Lord our God, we are so grateful that we can be able to come together as a family. Lord, that we can that we can listen to your word when you present to us another lesson from your table, Lord, another word that gives us strength, that is feeding us. And so Lord Jesus, I pray that today may you be able to give us this word of righteousness, of transformation, of purity and of cleansing as a word that we take to heart and that will really take place in our own lives. Lord Jesus, I thank you for your presence. Amen. Now the message that I have for you is a very foundational message. You know, sometimes it's good for us to remember our our foundations, remember where we have started from, where we have come from, and really to understand where God wants to take us to. Now, God is calling us to be with Him. Okay, the Bible tells us that we are joined as with Christ, that we are called to sit with Him on His throne as Christ Himself sits on the right hand side of the Father's throne. This is His desire this is his destiny for all of us and I think it's important that we always remember that again and again you know that we are never losing sight of that very fact now the Bible tells us that they are the acts of our sinful nature and you know these acts of the sinful nature they are around everywhere They may just be found in our own hearts and our own lives, and they're definitely found everywhere in our world. I mean, we are hearing again of wars that are taking place, and it's uh, devastating to see how uh, human beings can be so cruel uh, without no regard for other people's lives, for other people's well-being, and attack a nation and cause countless deaths and you know other peoples who become refugees who are losing their homes their livelihoods you know it's amazing so evil is all over it's around us it's a reality and why is that evil is because of the selfishness of man okay whether it's on a national level on a, on a global level or whether it's in our homes it is always manifesting in the same way. So as we are confronted with such terrible things that are happening in our world today, we should reflect on that, we should ask ourselves, how can we be able to make a life that is different from that kind of living that we are seeing in our world? When we talk about war in the Ukraine, okay, it's not just there, but it's even in our homes. We see there is so much trouble in our uh, relationships, we hear about gender-based violence, we hear about uh, stealing, about corruption, about all these things, and they're all going back to the same root cause. The root cause of evil, the root cause of devastation that was caused by sin in every one of our lives before we came to know Jesus Christ, our Lord. Crime destroys the fabric of homes and of nations. Okay, and crime does not start only when people are taking a gun and, uh, and, and try to, to steal with violence and force from others. But it starts even in very small ways, even in our homes. Now, we have seen a lot of modern developments that uh, man has been capable of. You know, we have developed so many uh, technologies, gadgets. You know, we are connected with the whole world today through internet, through social media. We know what is going on at every moment in time all over the world. But the root cause of the problems of these worlds have not been addressed. Yes, we have been able to do a lot of things, amazing things, but we have not been able to change our hearts. We have not been able to transform the wickedness within the heart of man. And yet, you know, God put a very deep desire of purity into every single one of us. God has made us to be holy and righteous, just like he is holy and righteous. And you know, we must understand that the creator is always the one who determines the purpose of what he creates. Okay? Uh, For instance, you know, we as human beings, we create things. Right now you are seated on a chair, and somebody has created that chair for the purpose of you to sit on it. Okay, so what we human beings create, we, we have a purpose in mind. Okay, with everything that we create, we have a purpose in mind, good or bad. What we must understand is <clears throat> that God, of course, had an even greater purpose in mind when he created us human beings. He didn't just bring us forth and here we are, but he created us for himself. He created us to be like him. He wants us to come into the full measure of Christ. And that's why God sent his son, Jesus Christ, so that we know where we are supposed to get to. You know, what our destiny is all about. Because, you know, when we look back, we don't really know what the life of Adam was before he fell into sin, so we have no clue. So we don't have a real model Because the role models that we see, they're all fallen, they're all far away from the purpose of God. And that's why God sent us his son to give us a role model which we need to follow, which we need to make sure that we internalize into our own life. So God put that desire deep down in our hearts. He put that desire into everyone. You know... Today, I can see you have made yourself presentable, okay? I'm sure you spend some time in a bathroom. You spend some time to look up uh, at, at your hair, you know, <laughs> at your clothes, uh, at your presentability. That's very deep inside of us. If it is not there, then it's because we are really so far away from the very purpose of God's. Look around in our world, you know, fashion is a very big industry, and the cosmetic industry is a very big industry, because these are things that appeal to us. You know, we want to present ourselves, we want to be clean, we want to be, you know, uh, recognized as somebody who makes an impression. And yet, when you see, what is going on, very often people are very presentable in the outside, but on the inside, it's a completely different story. Because it's man vain conceit, it's pride that is not backed up by reality in our hearts. You know, I've been surprised to see that some of these people who are, <clears throat> who are attacking another nation, who are bringing countless people to die, you know in, in, a, in a needless war that they are presenting themselves immaculate when you watch TV just, just check it out but inside there is darkness there is murder there is this so in other words we are trying to cover up the reality in our hearts well we want to be clean, but we are not, and so we are trying to protect something to the outside which is not, which is not reality on the inside. Have you noticed that when you watch TV one of the or, 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 let me say the, the the some of the most screened commercials that you ever see on on uh, television are, are detergents and washing powders. Have you, have you noticed, you know? Probably some of you can know them by heart, you know, can actually just give me the whole thing because you, you are exposed to them every now and then, okay? They want to sell their, their washing powders, their detergents, their cosmetics, and things like that because that appeals to us. Okay, we want to be clean, we want to be, you know, right. And a lot of money is being made from that. But our outside does not impress God. And don't misunderstand me, I'm not saying you should not uh, groom yourself on the outside, that is good, that is right, I think it should be a reflection of what is inside. But just to to have uh, immaculate outside, when the inside is rotten, is not helpful you know at at one time Jesus told uh, the uh, Pharisees and the teachers of the law you are like graves which are painted nicely white in a white color but inside everything is rotten like rotten bones and God wants us to understand that we need to be transformed in on the inside Just like Jesus himself said, blessed are the pure in hearts, for they will see God. Okay, if there is no purity in heart, it doesn't matter what we put on the outside, we will never be able to see God. We will never be presentable to God because God is not impressed on what is on the outside. He is impressed what is on the inside. And like I said, that's fine. But if it's only on the outside, and not in the inside, then it's like a grave, nicely painted, but full of rotten bones. And you know, sometimes we see how people waste a lot of money, how they spend a lot of effort on, 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 on grooming things to the outside. You know, if you see some, if you see some of the lavish uh, weddings that are going on, you're getting amazed. People are spending millions but inside are rotten bones. And that does not impress God whatsoever. So God is saying, blessed are those who are pure in hearts. Not just only pure in their grooming, in their outside uh, appearance. But pure in hearts. For they will see God. In other words, they will be the people who will fulfill the purpose of God, the very purpose for whom we are made in the first place so God is busy to apply that transformation to our hearts and our lives and that we cannot do without you know when you have been walking through the desert and you are full of uh, sweat and dust and, and dirt then you're longing for a, for a fresh shower. Am I right? Or maybe when you just come home from a, from a hectic day and you have been you know, going through all kinds of uh, uh, difficult times and sweat, you know you, you, you would love to to just wash it all away with with a good shower. Now, thank God water is a gift of God, and water is life as we all know. but then you know. What is on the inside cannot be washed with natural water. We need the water of the Holy Spirit, the water of life, the word of God. And that's why we are sin. He wants us to be pure and holy because that is the nature of God and that's what God wants us to come to. That's what he wants us to be. So God is applying that cleansing and that purification to our lives, not just once when we are first getting born again, Now that's a wonderful time, you know, when we come to know the Lord, when we apply faith and we take the offer that God gives to us in Jesus Christ, you know, the salvation that Jesus has brought to us on the cross of Calvary. This is wonderful. But then don't forget that we are still in this world. And at one time, Jesus knelt down to wash the feet of his disciples. And Peter said, how can you wash my feet? I I I don't want this. And Jesus said, if you don't want me to wash your feet, then you have no part in me. So in other words, what Jesus was saying, you know, you're still walking around in this world and our feet are always on the ground where we are picking up all kind of different stuff, okay? We are still in the world. We can't avoid that, that's a reality. And so Jesus needs to continuously work in our life to help us to cleanse ourselves from all impurities, from all unrighteousness. Okay, he wants us to be pure and holy because only like that will we be able to see God. We will not see him otherwise. Now Peter was very fast in saying I don't need that and Jesus said if I don't wash your feet then you have no part in me then Peter changed his mind and says okay then wash me completely from top to bottom and uh, Jesus said you don't understand you're already cleansed because you know they were disciples of the Lord they were walking with Jesus you know God applied already his salvation into their lives and he says I've already cleansed you with my word but nevertheless you need to still be able to come under the scrutiny of the light. You still need to come under the scrutiny of the water, of the the word of God, so that even the stuff that you pick up along the way, during the day, during the week, during the months, during the year, you know, we still need to get through that purification process that God is giving to us. We are human beings, okay? Just because we are saved does not mean that we are more superior or more holier than others. No, we are what God makes us to be, okay? And the reality is that, you know, in every one of us, there are still desires which are not good. Whether you like it or not. That's why Paul says to the Galatians it says in chapter 5 verse 16 so I say live by the Spirit and you will not gratify the desires of the sin of the sinful nature so in other words in every human being there is a sinful nature still deep inside okay now thank God we are redeemed by the blood of Jesus but we're still human okay we are still in this world we're still part of this creation you know, at one time God will call us and he will take this body away from us because this body will be buried into the ground and then God will give us a resurrection body and that's that's a different story then. You know, then there will not be that sinful nature in us that, that is still desiring to do selfish stuff. So clearly Paul is saying, you know, live by the spirit and this is the desire, this is the, the demand that you know it's upon every single one you know when we walk with Christ we must not just say okay I'm born again ten years ago or whatever it is you know and and then you live like a devil you know no but then you need to continue walking by the Spirit. okay because when you walk by the spirit that means you are guided by the Holy Spirit you you are getting the strings from the spirit you're getting the inside through the spirit you know as you are guided by the spirit you will be able to withstand the desires of the sinful nature, okay? So those who live by the Spirit will not gratify the desires of the sinful nature. For the sinful nature desires what is contrary to the Spirit. So in other words, there is a, there is a, complete, a, a constant battle going on in our lives, okay? If you are used to be guided by the Holy Spirit, then the battle may eventually not be so much. But there is still need for us to watch out to things that come from our old sinful nature. Okay? And, you know, this is not that we are just looking at others, how bad and how terrible they are, or how, how we see that... You know, there are wars going on in our world, or there are criminals that are doing all kinds of evil things. No, actually, we are all capable of, of doing things that are not pleasing God. Okay, every single one of us. And that's why we need to walk in the Spirit. We need to learn to walk by the power of the Holy Spirit so that we do not gratify the desires of the sinful nature. So once again, for the sinful nature desires what what is contrary to the spirit, and the spirit what is contrary to the sinful nature. They are in conflict with each other, so that you do not do what you want. But if you are led by the spirit, you are not under the law. Okay, if you read uh, the book of Romans chapter 7, you will find now that Uh, Paul expresses what is happening when you are trying to be living a good life uh, and you can't. And he says, oh, I'm a miserable man because what I want to do, I don't do. And the things that I don't want to do, I do. Okay? This is, you know, when we are in the grip of evil, in the grip of, of darkness. Then we are doing things that we actually do not want but you know, into force. It's a desire of darkness. It's a desire of evil which is pushing us into this kind of life. So we can't get rid of these desires with our own ability, with our own strength. We can't rid ourselves of sin and unrighteousness. That can only be done by the grace of God. Okay? Only God himself can be able to transform our lives. You know, a human being cannot change another human being. That's why we have so many marriage problems, you know, because people get married and they didn't realize, you know, all the the implications that may have. And then you realize your partner is not the way you would love him or her to be. And then you're trying to engineer. He says, no, you must be like this, you must be like this forget it. Don't even try. You will not manage. In fact, you will actually achieve the opposite. You will create confrontation instead of transformation. Because that can only be done by the grace of God. So if you want to see your partner change, love him. Love her. Okay? Love can change a lot of things. Okay? Love can even cover up a multitude of sin. But don't engineer your your spouse or even your family members or even your friends according to your wishes you will never manage only God himself can change us and of course he can change us when we become humble you know when we are willing to humble ourselves under the mighty word of God and are willing to allow God to do what he wants to achieve in our lives. Now we, we understand that the ways of the world are very obvious. In this very scripture that I've been reading in Galatians chapter 5, let me just read from verse 19. The Bible says the acts of the sinful nature are obvious. Okay? And these acts of the sinful nature. they they are totally incompatible with the nature of God. So if these acts of unrighteousness are not dealt with in our life, if they are not cleansed from within our hearts and lives, then we cannot be able to have a relationship with God. We cannot see God because otherwise there is no chance for us to bring god down to our level you know we have to come to his level so the bible says here in galatians 5:19 the acts of the sinful nature are obvious sexual immorality impurity debauchery idolatry witchcraft hatred discord jealousy fits of rage selfish ambition dissensions dissensions facts factions and envy drunkenness orgies and the like. And of course, the list could go on. It's, it's always having to do with our pride. It's always having to do with the old nature of, of, of sin that is actually part of us because we, we inherited it when we, are, we were even born. We are a product of a fallen a fallen. Uh, generation okay. since Adam fell into sin everyone who came into this world has had that root of evil inside of him or her but then of course that's not the end now the Bible says I warn you as I did before that those who live like this will not inherit the kingdom of God okay? very clearly Those who live like that will not inherit the kingdom of God. But there is a way that we can inherit the kingdom of God. And the Bible says very clearly, but the fruit of the Spirit. And that's what we need to cultivate in our lives. The fruit of the Spirit. The fruit of the Spirit is love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, and self-control. Again, such things there is no law now look around what is happening in the world you know I mean these are the things that are all absent when you are looking at the war that is going on now in Russia and Ukraine you know people are selfish they want to expand their own influence of power they want to be you know in charge of a bigger kingdom and they commit all you know atrocities of evil that you can imagine whether it's in the in a in a big uh, scale or in the, on a small scale the effect is the same the bible says that these things if they are in us will hinder us from inheriting the kingdom of god But God wants us to live in love. God wants us to be like him. Okay, Jesus came into this world because he loved the world despite us being so far away from him, despite us being deep in sin and and, 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 and far away from, from the purpose of God. God decided that he would restore the purpose for which he has made us. Remember he said a chair was made for somebody to sit on it. When God made us, he made us for himself. He made us to be pure and holy and righteous. He made us so that we can be with him for all eternity to come. We are meant to be his family. We are meant to, to really sit with him on his throne and, and, and accomplish many wonderful things of which we have no clue as yet that God is still going to do in you know, eternity futures. God has not only created in the past, okay? He has created this earth, and there was a time when he finished with his creation, but the Bible tells us that there are many powerful things that are yet to come. And, you know, we are being prepared for that purpose for which God has created us. You know, many people think, as long as I'm saved, I've got an insurance policy, and then I will go to heaven. Uh, Don't be so sure about that. Okay, because God is not an insurance policy. He wants to see us change into his likeness, into the likeness of Jesus Christ, our Lord and Savior. He wants us to be pure and righteous and holy so that we can be able to function with God, to have fellowship with God, to have fellowship with one another. Like we have been reading, you know, when we walk in the light as he is in the light, then we have fellowship with one another and fellowship with the living God and God is then able to purify us from everything that is of our past all the sin and unrighteousness that is found inside of our lives so what we cannot do on our own that is what God did okay God so loved the world and he sent his one and only son so that we could be helped. We could have a savior. You know, when you are drowning, you need somebody to pull you out, okay? And no one can help himself out of sin and unrighteousness. We need to have a savior. And praise God, a savior has come. God sent Jesus to be our savior. And He is not only our Savior, but He is our righteousness. He is the Prince of Peace. He is everything that we are not. And He is willing to give us all the things that we don't have. You know, the Bible says that He pours His love out into our hearts. Naturally, you know, in the old nature, we don't have the love of God. The love that we have is a selfish love, which is not even love according to the definition of the Bible, which is agape. That is lust, okay? We love the things that are, that are good for us. But God is pouring his love, the agape love, the sacrificial love, out into our hearts so that we can be like him, so that we can be able to live like Christ in this world. And you know this is exactly what he wants because God says you are you're my 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 brothers and my sisters you are joined heirs in Christ. We are actually like Christ the firstborn of God. Everything that is in Christ is meant to also be found in us. That's amazing. So Jesus came to cleanse us from our sins. And he did that at the cross of Calvary. And this is what he did once and for all, no other, rec- no other sacrifice is required. You know, in the Old Testament, this animal worship had to be done on a very regular basis because it, they had to be reminded, you know, that salvation is required. That they, they were not complete. They were not good enough. They were not holy and righteous at all. And so they had to do this again and again. When Jesus came, that was no longer necessary because he was now the perfect Lamb of God. And of course, just because now we don't have to sacrifice anymore does not mean we should now forget and say everything is okay. No, we should just remind ourselves again and again that Jesus is our righteousness. That he has done sufficient in order to make us righteous and holy. So there cannot be any addition. You know, like, like uh, many false doctrines are there. They will tell you, yeah, receive received Jesus, but you also need this, add this and add this. You know, even today in our modern you know, world, we have got a lot of people who are telling you, you know, yes, you, are, you, are, you, know, you need to be uh, walking with Christ, but you also need my, my concoction. You also need my, my special thing that I, that I give you. And that is that is not true you know Christ is sufficient our futile way of life with his sacrifice uh, that he gave for us at the cross of Calvary he is still busy you know applying that cleansing that I was talking about earlier you know washing our feet and uh, washing with the feet is done with water okay now, the water that he gives to us is his word, okay? And this word needs to be applied to our lives constantly because we are still in the world. We are still, you know, getting ourselves dirty here and there. We still have these uh, old desires. Even so, yes, we call Jesus Savior and Lord, but every now and then we are finding ourselves having desires that are contrary to the Spirit of the Lord, and that's why we need the Word of God you know the Word of God is a mirror when the Word of God is being preached you know it actually shows you how you look like in the mirror and if you're realizing that in the mirror there are certain areas in your life which are which are not really the way they should have been you know maybe you let the week that has just passed by uh, uh, you know, reflect on that wig and, and, and see, oh, I have done certain things that are really not fit. I've brought some dirt into the presence of God, and that needs to be cleansed, that needs to be washed. And that's why God sends his word, okay? That's why God gives us the water, the washing of the water by the word, so that he deals with every wrinkle, with every spot that is still found In our lives because when we are going to be presented to the Father we cannot have any spot and any wrinkle in our lives everything needs to be holy and blameless okay and that's why we're here so what God is doing today what, what Jesus is doing today to you and to me is he washes our feet okay he, he, he reminds us what we have touched during the week, where we have walked through. Maybe you have walked through some dirty puddles, okay? Or maybe you have picked up some things that, that were really not meant to be picked up at all. And God says, let them be purified. Let them be cleansed. Let them be made holy. That's his desire. Ephesians chapter 4 verse 17 tells us Paul says so I insist on I, I, I tell you this and insist on it in the Lord okay so in other words there is a, there is a very strong uh, argument here I insist on it in the Lord that you must no longer live as the Gentiles do You must no longer live as the Gentiles do. In the futility of their thinking, they are darkened in their understanding and separated from the life of God because of the ignorance that is in them due to the hardening of their hearts. Having lost all sensitivity, they have given themselves over to sensuality so as to indulge in every kind of impurity is a continual lust for more. Okay? A continual lust for more. You know, this is the, the nature of sin. You know, uh, somebody has said, you know, make, make some, give somebody who is rich a certain position, then he's already rich, he will not steal. That is nonsense. In fact, these are the worst. They will even steal more. Because this is the nature of sin. You know, as, as, as the Bible says, that, uh, that is the continual lust for more. Okay? Remember when, when um, Nathan, the prophet, came to David after he had sinned. He gave him a story, and he told him, you know, there was a, there was a rich man who had a visitor, and uh, when, when uh, he wanted to do a banquet, he was uh, looking at what he should uh, pre- present to the rich man. And uh, you know, because he needed to slaughter an animal or something like that. And of course he had a lot of, he had a lot of animals, he had a lot of sheep uh, to, to actually slaughter, but he didn't want to take one of his. So he, he, he looked around and he saw, oh, there was, there was a poor man who had just one sheep and so he stole that sheep from that man the one sheep okay and he slaughtered that one sheep and he gave it to the, the visitor and, and uh, when David heard that story he got he got enraged he said this is, this, is, this, is, this is wicked who is that man and Nathan said you are the man okay so he knew what was right he knew what was wrong but he was still doing the wrong you understand David was walking with God for many years and as a as a young uh, 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 young teenager he was already writing Psalms to God and and and, you know we are still blessed by them I mean remember the, the Psalm 23 the Lord is my shepherd I shall not want but then even so he was having that relationship with God he was getting astray. He was veering off and that's the problem that we have, okay? We are getting astray and that's why we need to be constantly in the presence of God. Now if Nathan would have come to David and says you, you have sinned. He may have lost his head, okay? But he told him a story which touched him, which he could you know identify with and because he, he, he wanted to do the right thing he said no this cannot happen this man who is this man he must die only to hear you are the man so you know God is giving us a mirror and that's what he did when Nathan came to David he gave him a mirror and of course Nathan was very wise how he was presenting the story so that he could realize I have gone astray. And now out of that experience he was now praying that prayer create in me a pure heart. Because his heart became rotten. His heart became a den of evil. And you know, it may happen to every single one of us. We need to guard ourselves. And that's why we need to expose ourselves to the word of God, to the light of God, to the cleansing of God, continuously. Okay? Jesus is here to wash our feet. And maybe you are saying, how can somebody do what is happening right now in, in Russia or in the, in the Ukraine? And yet we may do the same thing. Okay, we may be having lust for more. We want, we want to have that which others have, and it's very sad. <coughs> we read uh, in First John chapter two, verse eight. First John two, verse eight. I'm writing to you a new command its truth is seen in him and you because the darkness is passing and the true light is already shining anyone who claims to be in the light but hates his brother is still in darkness okay it's a mirror are you at loggerheads with some of your brothers or sisters Okay, the Bible says if, if, if you are hating your brother, then you are still in darkness. Anyone who claims to be in the light but hates his brothers is still in darkness. Whoever loves his brother lives in the light. And there is nothing to make him stumble. But whoever hates his brother is in the darkness and walks around in the darkness. He does not... Know where he's going because the darkness has blinded him. Now that's a very serious word. You know, we can, we can be of the opinion. I see, I'm, I'm clear, I'm, 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 I'm clever, I'm wise, I've learned. I, you know, I, I have all of the things that are required in my life. And yet, you know, the Bible says that darkness is blinding us. That's why we need to come into the lights. Constantly, consistently, we need to allow the word of God to be applied to our, to our daily lives. Because only then will we be able to have eyes to see. God wants us to see. See him. Understand him. Understand his word. Transform so that he can transform our lives. You know, that's where this word comes in that we are being cleansed. We must be cleansed and we must be purified, okay, from all the things that we are picking up along the way. It's so important. So God wants us to learn to live in the light of God. If we live in the light, then God's grace is resting upon us then we are having fellowship with God and with one another so once again God has created us for his divine assignments you know the Bible says no one knows what we shall be you know when we are finally united with with our father because God has got things in in store that he has not revealed to us because even if he would have we would probably not understand even the least thing of it you know imagine what mankind was able to accomplish and achieve despite sin now imagine now there is no sin anymore in the in the kingdom of god and can you imagine what we can be able to accomplish in a world without sin and a world where we live in the light and where there is no darkness anymore it's amazing that destiny and god has created us for that very purpose for that destiny that we are not really fully able to understand at all. We only receive it by faith. We only hold it on to it by faith, not by sight, because we cannot really understand this world of God that uh, is far beyond our natural environment. So God has a marvelous and wonderful future for every one of us okay. but that means we have to overcome the evil and the wickedness we have to be cleansed from all unrighteousness and sin so remember without God purifying us and cleansing us we cannot even see him we must be pure like him That's a very simple word. Blessed are those who are pure in hearts for they will see God. And God has created him that you and I see him, live with him, share our future with him for eternity to come. So the basis of our fellowship is holiness. And there cannot be any compromise at all. So we need to develop a healthy desire for purity in Christ. We should not covet for other things that are not ours, but we should, we should desire purity that comes from God. That's what we need to develop a desire for. Not for more money, for more influence, for more fame, for more of this, for more of that, but for more of God's for more of this wonderful purity that comes from him. God wants to serve us and wash our dirt away from our life. Just like he did wash the disciples' feet, so he is busy cleansing us purifying us, making us righteous and holy. And this is the good news, okay? This sets us apart. It's not what we can do for ourselves, but it's what God is doing for us each and every day. You know, Jesus has died at the cross of Calvary, one sacrifice, once and for all. But then he has given us his word, applying that water, that fresh water of the word of God, to our daily life so that whatever we may pick up along the way, it will be cleansed, it will be purified, it will be made holy so that we will be really the pride of Christ presented to our Father in heaven without blemish, without spot, without wrinkle because God has attended and is attending to all of these things every single day of our life. So God is doing you well. God is cleansing you and me from unrighteousness. He's busy doing that with his words. And my prayer is that this, this simple word, this simple message, you know, that we have heard today will make us recognize, yes, I need that cleansing. Yes, I have that desire to be pure and holy before my God. I want to be what God has meant me to be, so that I can share with him eternity to come according to his perfect plan. Because remember, the one who is creating something, he knows what he is going to do with it, okay? We human beings, we make things and we have an idea what we make it for, you know? A computer is made so that you work on it and do your things, okay? Uh, we have got a lot of gadgets these days. They are all made for a purpose. Let us not think that we are more clever than God. Now, God is having a very clear agenda of what you and I ought to be. Clean, righteous, and holy. And this is what God has put on my heart to speak to you about this year, you know. And it's now time to seek the Lord so that he may come and shower his righteousness upon us. But as this scripture tells us earlier than that sentence which is up there is that we have to plow the hardness of our hearts and that we have to plant the seed of righteousness in our life. And this is what God graciously does as we listen to his words. This is the seed of righteousness. Let it grow in your heart, in your life. Expose yourself to these words that cleanses us and makes us cleansed and holy and righteous. God is doing a marvelous work in every single one of us. And may God bless you through this week. You know, try to to reflect on these words throughout this week. Maybe you are running into some issues this week and you're reminded oh, yeah, this is what should happen in my life. I need to see the washing of my feet happening in me. Paul says, out of myself, I cannot change myself. What I don't want to do, I find myself doing. And what I want to do, I can't do it. But thanks be to God, praise God, thanks be to God. It is His grace who makes possible what, humanly speaking, is impossible. May God bless you and may God do His work in every single one of us throughout these days. You know, today, tomorrow, every day of the week, and going on forwards. Let us pray. Lord our God, we thank you for this marvelous plan that you have developed for each and every one of us. Thank you, Lord, that you can see us already righteous and holy in your sight. Because, Lord, whatever your life as the sacrifice required to make us holy and righteous, you have done it. You have given your life as the sacrifice on the cross of Calvary. You have shed your blood to forgive our sins once and for all. And thank you, Lord Jesus, that you come to us with the washing of water through your word, to remove those impurities that we are picking up along the way, those things that are, that are from our old nature and struggling with the nature of the Spirit. And so, Lord, we pray, Lord, do your work in us. Help us, Lord, to humble ourselves under the mighty hand of God, just like David did When he realized he went astray, when he realized how he sinned, he cried out, create in me a clean heart. And give me that spirit. Lord Jesus, this is our prayer. Lord, create in each and every one of us that clean heart and give us that spirit, that Holy Spirit to be within us, guiding us into all righteousness of God. We want to thank you, God, that you love us, that you give us the joy of our our salvation. Lord, that we can be able to overcome and really have a very meaningful and deep relationship with you, our God, and with our brothers and sisters because we live in the light. Thank you for that light. Thank you, Lord, for the word that is our life and that is our light and that is the water of life that washes us from all that may be attaching us uh, 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 being attached to our life in one way or the other Lord thank you Jesus we ask you Lord Lord That as we leave from here today, may these words of power do your work inside of us. Lord, that is my desire, that is my prayer, that is my hope. And Lord, I thank you that you will do it in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen.